Okay, welcome to your weekly Cornish baby. It's it's the it's the three six mafia coalition. Oh our, what? That's sick. That's that's our name. Oh, our, did we change it? No, it was like in twenty twenty one we decided this. Oh, I forgot about January, that. Yeah. yeah. That's because I've been I've been I've been I don't forget things. It's a problem. <laughs> I mean, I don't either. I just forget things I've said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the the podcasting um fugue state is real. Um so yeah, we've got a we got a great episode for you lined up about um France and um Woo, woo, woo. Woo, woo, woo. You you may have seen they're up to some stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. They are up to some stuff. Um, we have on, again, a, a journalist and, and uh, 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 labor journalist and political journalist and author, uh, uh, Cole Stangler, coming on, uh, uh, um, a French-American journalist. So he will explain to us everything that's going on. Let's cut to the interview. <laughs> We are here with Cole again because for one main reason, which is the mad lad did it. He finally did it. It's been in the making since like, what, 2014 when he was like finance minister under Holland or whatever. These like, he finally just said, fuck it and did like um, a decree, uh, the the 23.7 or something. 49.3. 49.3. I was completely off. <laughs> Only reason I know that is because I've seen that number burning in like mm, oh right just yeah. literally people making like placards and just lighting them on fire. <laughs> yeah. So Cole, um, for for our listeners who don't know somehow what's happening in France, um, what's going on? Why why is everyone so upset? <laughs> yeah. So you know. So we've had now for uh, for two months. Uh, historically large demonstrations against uh, Macron's attempt to hike the retirement eligibility age from 62 to to 64. Um, So we'd seen mass protests, uh, yeah, for for weeks on end. We finally had this pivotal um, vote coming up in the National Assembly to to approve the reform uh, that that was last week. And then just before uh, that vote, because the margins were looking so tight for Macron, he... uh, uh, his government deployed the, this article that you referenced earlier, the Article 49.3 of the French Constitution, which essentially um, allows you to uh, approve the text without an up or down vote in Parliament. And the only way to override that text is to have a vote, a motion of no confidence against the government. Uh, that motion of no confidence, the one that had the highest chance of passing, uh, did not pass. That, that vote was on Monday. So earlier this week, lost by nine votes, a lot tighter than a lot of people expected. Um, many mm. members of the, of the right-wing Républicain Party <clears throat> voted to uh, in favor of the motion, no confidence in any case. It did not pass. And so what we've seen in the, in the, the days since that, um, protests have actually continued. They've not dissipated. Macron gave a speech. Finally, the, the um, you know, the, the almost monarchical monarch figure, you know, uh, des- decided to finally address the French public about this after keeping a near silence for months. So he spoke on Wednesday, um, made some remarks that I think provoked people even more. And then we've seen significant <laughs> protests happen today, the, the day that we're, we're speaking right now. And we don't know that I don't have the full numbers yet. Everyone pays a lot of attention to the, to the numbers, but it looked like they're pretty massive demonstrations, including uh, in Paris um today on thursday so the movement is not over yet this is still going on yeah yeah well the the thing that i mean you you mentioned that then like macron spoke yesterday which was um he postponed 
from the day before. He was supposed to give the speech and clearly chickened out, I feel. At least I'm assuming was <laughs> too afraid to still show his face. Because that was one of the things that then I was I was so surprised about. Someone who is so full of himself just disappeared. Like does this big this big, you know, whatever, like uh uh, you know, stupid charade of you know i am you know the jupiterian god emperor i know it's best for france mm. and then gone like postpones the speech and then just like like yeah. i don't know it very like for for someone who's so full of himself i was not expecting i mean well yeah i don't know yeah, I, yeah it's, I, very, it's very important if you're the if you're the the king to very carefully measure when you're going to to speak so i think i think that's part of the strategy too it was to say you know why would he you know dare interfere and, 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 and waste his, his speech on this messy political process playing, playing out in parliament. And also the added benefit would be he could have his prime minister basically take the brunt of this the same way that Edouard Philippe at the beginning of the yellow vest was oh, yeah. sort of the, made the public face that this makes me think a lot of that, of those early days of the yellow vest in which Macron did not speak at the same time for, for weeks on end, everyone was waiting for him to finally speak. And we finally had that happen in this case on Wednesday. And again, it was really, um, you know, I think, uh, or at least perceived by a lot of critics as being as being you know tone deaf, condescending, just very classic classic Macron. Mm. Something something he yeah he would never do right. Yeah. <laughs> a departure in form from Macron. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, yeah I still remember that time he lectured that kid for calling him Manu. Um, that was that was a wild time. The the so is this the speech that he gave yesterday? That was that was that a direct to camera speech or was this the interview that also happened or those two separate things? No, it's the, it's the same. Uh, it's the same thing. So it was it was a televised interview. There was a lot of debate apparently in, in, my, in the Maconist ranks about how to do this, and eventually they decided to do a televised interview, and they decided to do it at one p.m. in the afternoon because according to them, that's when. Uh, you know, older people and people outside in the, in the provinces, quote unquote, outside of Paris, sit down for lunch and and watch, um, you know, and watch and can hear can hear the president. So that, that also is a sort of like condescending view, I think, of, of just the French public. It's this idea that yeah. oh, this is how you're really going to reach the ordinary French people is speaking at, at an interview uh, at, at, in the afternoon. Um, but, you know, they'll watch continue. anything on their lunch break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the uh, um, yeah, so the the. I don't know if you two saw this, but there was one clip from that interview that I saw that I quite loved, where halfway through the interview, underneath the table, he's very clearly taking off his very expensive watch um, because I think he realized it was a bad look to be, <laughs> to be wearing. Uh, I think someone clocked the watch and said it was worth like 80K or something like that. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Macron for 100% has like a fucking like Patek Philippe or some shit like that. Yeah. Oh, what a... I'm sorry. It's, That's it's, the funniest thing I've heard from It me. genuinely looks like a George Costanza moment from Seinfeld. Like, just like under the table, clearly kind of maneuvering his hands. Yeah, I, I missed, I missed um, that, that, that scene, but he did. I mean, one, one of the things that I thought was, was striking about that, um, uh, well, striking probably isn't the right word. I think maybe offensive or, or, or ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but but at, at some mm. point, Macron compared the uh ongoing the, the demonstrators that are that are continuing to do these more more confrontational uh protests he compared them to yeah. uh, the january 6th rioters in the u.s and the people in in brasilia who yeah. who you know flooded the uh uh the the, the capital there so um just just a ridiculous a ridiculous yeah. parallel to to draw yeah, no, I I only found that out because like the New York Times was very very quick to kind of like publish that quote 
from Macron. I, I, I think it, it struck me as a line very much more for the international observer than the French. Yeah, I think, translated. I think you know Macron pays pays a lot of attention to his you know his international image, and I think I think you're right. I think that a line like that is designed to you know it's sort of like catnip for you know liberals centrists uh, you know at these at these big outlets, and they see that and they're like, ooh, hmm, um, you know these 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 yeah. dangerous you know French masses that are part of this wave of illiberal populist you know blah 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 democracy or whatever whatever you want to call it. Yeah, in comparison to just, you know, like doing literally like the Palpatine moment, but for the French, you know, labor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, generally- that's, that, that, that's totally fine and not authoritarian and not anything, you know, no. remotely concerning that a, a man who has been wanting to chip away at a lot of social services and a lot of, you know, kind of these like, you know, um, staples of. France. I mean, it is the thing that then I think we need to also like kind of step back to and like ask is like, why is this then so important? First off, because yes, 62 to 64, if you ask like an American or a British person, they're all like, oh, what? Like, yeah, that's what they're protesting about. Like where, how is then this, like, what is the attitude that in France, like, how does it kind of come? Like, I mean, because you and like the three of us here all are like, yeah, no, this is insane. Why would he do that? However, then, like, you go on, you know, Anglo Twitter, and it's a much, like, the, yeah, the the Macron pitching to the liberals, especially over something which seems so, it doesn't, I mean, I can't say silly, but I guess it to liberals it is, too, it seems very yeah. petty. Why, why are people burning effigies of Macron <laughs> in the street and writing Macron decapitation on the walls? Like, this isn't, I mean, like, yeah, okay. Some can maybe argue the French are a little bit extra sometimes. Like, you know, we've 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 seen that historically. But this is not even if like, you know, friends I've asked as well, you know, who are French, like, I haven't seen anything in my lifetime that is really the I mean, like Yellow Vest, you know, pretty big. Twenty sixteen there was like another round of, you know, a pretty big round of protests. But they like this is different, at least for you know people that I know in, in, in France. Yeah. I mean so what I think- like yeah. Is it is it is it is it is not stupid first off, but why is it not stupid? <laughs> yeah, I mean I think if you want to break it down a little bit, the, the reaction we could do maybe like like two parts. I think that the first thing is if we just go back to the initial the initial proposal, what why are people so upset? I mean uh yeah, I mean I think you know on the left, uh left-wing parties and and for labor unions in France in France would still have you know, a non-negligible amount of influence. They see, you know, the right to retire uh with dignity as as um, just sort of a, a pillar of, of basic, you know, a basic fundamental right that they that they fought for and won. You know, and speaking with with MPs uh, here, you know, I think, you know, when I, I spoke with with François Buffon, and he he's written about this in, in his book as well. But you know, I think I think he puts it well for I think he captures a sort of left wing view of this in France, which is, um, you know, uh, having having the right to to stop working uh, after a certain age is sort of the, the culmination or, or, or one step in this kind of longer history of, 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 ha- of winning time uh, off from work. So that, that starts, you know, the beginning of, of, uh, 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 of, of, of capitalism. Uh, and you think about, you know, having the right to have, to have kids not be working t- to start and then having the right to have Sunday off and having the right to have Saturday off and having the right to have less working hours <clears throat> during the week, then having the right to have a retirement, then lowering the retirement age. So this is sort of this this narrative of social progress that unions have fought for, that the left has fought for. And 
from that point of view, um, what we've seen in France more recently is, 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 you know, things moving, uh, in, in the opposite direction. Um, you know, Nicholas, Nicholas Sarkozy, the, uh, the conservative president raised the retirement age, uh, from 60 to 62. And so now Macron is raising it from 62 to, to 64 as sort of a, you know, a, a continuation of this assault on, uh, uh, you know, on, on this, uh, hard fought, you know, hard won, hard won. Right. So I think for the left, you know, this is, yeah. this is a, uh, important, uh, you know, a super important issue. And then I think, you know, obviously the, the protests go beyond just the left uh, and, and the labor movement. Why are we seeing so much opposition? The French retirement system is is, is pretty effective. And it's actually been interesting to, to talk with you guys about how maybe it compares to to Germany. Um, but, you know, France has one of the lowest rates of, of senior poverty uh, in uh, the, the EU and the OECD. I think it's I think Denmark is the only country mm. that has a lower rate. The French system is pretty effective. Um, and so people feel attached to it. And they also you know, I think this in some ways can be interpreted as, as a conservative kind of point, but I don't think it is necessarily people, people pay, you know, relatively high, uh, contributions on their income to pay into the system because they know that at the end of the day, they get these benefits and it's sort of part of the, of the social contract. So I think, I think that this is worth distinguishing the left kind of ordinary people, quote unquote, who are not part of the left who, who feel attached to the system because they're obviously out in the streets. And then I think the final step yeah. To answer your, your your question is, you know, that was sort of the first wave of the movement, why people were upset. And I think what we're seeing now is not just opposition to uh, Macron's move to try to hike the retirement age, but uh, frustration at his complete uh, lack of um, his unwillingness to, 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 to respond to this mass movement that we've seen, his unwillingness to show any compromise. Polls from the very beginning have shown seven in 10 roughly people are against this reform. Uh, so, so huge opposition in the polls, uh, historic <laughs> mobilization, um, historic, you know, unions, union coalition united. Um, and despite all this, Macron isn't, isn't budging. And I think that is sort of the final step that's, that's kind of taken this and, you know, it's pushed this to into another d- dimension. So we're now, we're now beyond just the simple question of, of pensions, I think. Yeah. I mean, the thing that I found very, um, interesting watching. So obviously I, I, don't, I did French in secondary school. It's not that good. But I've been watching uh, um, kind of like round table discussions of this. And um, right, a little bit of a side. I'm the only freak out there who seems to still be watching Euro news. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and every, every year or so, they try to really rebrand and try to get people interested in Euro news again. They got a new show at the moment called... Um, Brussels, my love, which is they get a bunch of people in the Brussels bubble to discuss hot topics of the day. The last time they talked about the pensions in France was January 18th. So I listened to that one. Um, <clears throat> haven't done a new to- episode on it. I find that very strange. But anyway, January 18th, they had this huge discussion on it. And the people on it were like, so a Swedish person from the center party, which is an ally of Macron's. Um, a Swedish journalist from like a relatively centrist conservative paper. And the only French person they had on was a tobacco lobbyist. Um, so it was, it was a, it was a great discussion all around. I must say um, a lot of me getting kind of angry at my laptop, but then, so the thing that I found was missing from this conversation. And I think you talked about it quite well the last time you were on the show, when we had you on to talk about the French elections um, was that like, 
this is it. Like they were talking about it, and the New York Times article I read that was talking about it, and a lot of other things that I was talking about, really try to talk about this as if this was just kind of like in isolation. That like Macron was friends to the workers up until now, and not that like maybe people are striking because this is this is one in a series of things he's done. Um, the 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 Swedish politician, an ally of Macron's from the Centre Party was very much talking about like this has to happen because of the budget we mm. need to balance the budget people are getting older so we have to it's like, like fairy tale of liberals yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely like, it is a right-wing talking point but, like you know or like a neo like a that, like neo like an american neoconservative point in like completely yeah. bunk economics it, it, it is very much like logic of austerity blah 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 but the the thing that struck me about it though was like well whose fault is that because one of the first things and you pointed this out last time you were on our podcast thank you very much was um one of the first things Macron did with his presidency was get rid of the wealth tax yeah, and just like a kind of eliminate that <clears throat> from the budget, that source of income. So yeah, I guess we now have to raise the retirement age. Why, why do we have no money? How did this happen? Yeah, no, I mean, I think if you look at the, at the political, you know, context that we're in right now, M- Macron was, was reelected. Um, you know, we're coming out of this, this period of, uh, of the pandemic. We're coming out of a period too, where, you had a handful of companies, a handful of individuals in France who got extremely rich because of the pandemic. Um, Macron has repeatedly, uh, his party has repeatedly fought against efforts to have uh, what they call here a super profits tax. So a windfall uh, profits tax. Mm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm speaking to you from, from Marseille and we have, you know, uh, the most profitable major company in France is based here, the, the CMA, CGM shipping company, uh, which got fantastically wealthy because right. of, the, the shipping uh, log jam, like, like, you know, billions and billions of euros and, and unexpected profits. Um, Total, the, the energy company, um, you know, has been raking in record profits mm-hmm. as well. And, um, you know, in this context where, you know, France is a very politically fractured uh, country uh, where Macron did not have a, a, a sweeping mandate, uh, uh, certainly not in the legislative elections, in this context where you have, you know, a difficult economic moment, obviously with, with inflation, um, coming out of the, coming out of the pandemic, uh, the, the crisis in Ukraine, people are, are sort of wondering, well, why, you know, why is it that we're being asked to make these sacrifices, um, today, if, if you need, if this, if this is such a difficult, you know, economic problem to, to fix, and I don't really think it is, and that's a whole other conversation, but if you are concerned about, you know, yeah. plugging that, 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 that gap in the, in the, in the pension budget, um, you know, why don't you ask other people to pay, figure out a way to do it. That doesn't involve making, um, you know, manual workers who are looking forward to their retirement, people who are, you know, janitors, uh, construction workers, um, people working in, you know, nurses, home care, health, home care aides. Why is it on them to, to, to pay for this? And I think there's a lot of, you know, frustration about the moment. And, and frankly, even, I, I think I said, I've said this before, you know, talking to people and a lot of, I think a lot of observers were, were surprised, like why, even if you're from the Macronist point of view, why would you propose this at this particular time? Just burn all of your, all of your, you know, yeah, uh, bridges, literally. waste, throw, throw away all your political capital on this particular battle, you know, less than a year after winning re-election. It, it's like genuinely puzzling from, from, um, you know, even the, the, the Macronist uh, standpoint, because, because, you know, this, this inflamed, you know, a, a lot of people, people are, people are pissed off and it's, it wasn't, you know, this wasn't hard to understand why people would be pissed off about this. 
no, everyone saw it coming. That like the again, last time we had you on, which was early 2021, you were already talking about the fact that there had been protests about this thing. Like he he's been he's been telegraphing very like aggressively since the beginning of his presidency in 2017 that like this is something he wants to do. Um so like yeah, it's it's I, surprising. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess, like, you know, here's, uh, I'm, I'm trying to get into the mind of a, of a, of, of a genius right now, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, my, my Jupiterian European god king emperor to have thoughts too complex for journalists. <laughs> Literally, yeah. yeah. I, um, I, I mean, because, because Kieran and I have been kind of, we were spitballing around with like kind of wondering of like, you know, hey, like, well, what has, I mean, like, Balkan's been pushing for, I mean, like you mentioned right now, just like the, the, uh, the, uh abolishing the wealth tax. Macron has been like, you know, kind of hacking away at certain aspects of either, you know, you know, uh, 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 bringing in money or aspects of the of, of the welfare state. But also, like, I for someone who is so full of himself, I find it very odd that then it's like his legacy is going to be a very bizarre one of pretty much this. It seems like of. Paris on, you know, France on fire, and then his like hilariously bizarre attempts to try to make France like a bigger military power, and then that just get completely sidetracked or sidelined with the war in Ukraine. Yeah. You know, because remember before, I mean, I think yeah, before even the war started, Macron was the one trying to be like the arbiter of talking with Putin, and you had that hilarious clip of Putin being like, you know, which now in hindsight is not so funny because the war happened, but he was saying, you know, that then he's like, if I, you know. You know, if I if I I didn't want to be there there for seven hours talking to Macron, you know, like and but and the end it ends up it just being like oh it was a business transaction between Macron and Putin for Wagner taking over Mali, yeah. you know, and then so it's just like at, like at what point is Macron doesn't have to realize and then the sense is that like okay you know what there is like I mean yellow vests is something that then obviously is a is a pretty I mean polarized now in hindsight polarizing because the politics on the ground of it are so kind of all over the place you know Macron didn't get the EU army like he wanted that's like kind of still never probably going to happen either and now he's going to have them like like what is like I like exactly in the sense that you do this right now in his like you know a, a year after re-election but your legacy is only going to be this now like if you're so damn full of yourself and you're like really like such a you know yeah. god pr- prince emperor king you know Xerxes what like i mean i i just don't get it i really don't understand how how a guy can drop the ball so much and not at least like read the room for two seconds and then also to the other like that mentioning in the sense that then that these people on the streets are like you know like the january 6th thing was like like an extreme thing but that they were also like the bastions of like illiberalism and stuff like that was what he was like where he is the one physically you know like oh that they don't yeah. represent the people this and that and that and it's like you, you know seven to you know seven out of ten people apparently support this you know where does he go from here what is Macron's next move what like another L is he going to collect at this point because I I mean like yeah I mean I think so it's it's mind boggling to me to add I, to this and Cole I'd love to get your opinion on all of this like I think. Obviously, that moment in like February last year, where like he was clearly after Merkel retired, he was clearly trying to be the new leader of Europe. And now that moment has been scuppered by the invasion of Ukraine, and the new leader of Europe is America again. And so, like that's kind of like changed a little bit. But then the thing that uh, um, the thing that I think about the most is the three out of ten people 
that like support this change or like the even like staggeringly probably smaller number who support the change and also think this was the right way to do it um they they are the only people he cares about when he retires they're they're, they're probably the only people he will talk to are like those people like that's the impression i get that like sure seven out of ten people are like really pissed off right now there's people who want the retirement age to go up, but think he fucked up by doing it this way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's not even so much. Yeah, of course. It's like it's not even so much the sense that then, like, I don't think it's that then this policy itself is as. I mean, yeah, okay. It is like like it is France. Maybe I'm wrong about this, but like raising the retirement age amongst like most liberals is like a, just a thing that you do. You know, we've seen this in the UK and the US. Germany even oh, is another example. The UK has actually decided not to raise the retirement Oh, because age. everyone's getting, because everyone's dying too young. <laughs> yeah, because the country's so shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, Germany's a perfect example of this, that then Germans are so full of themselves and their idea of, like, the soziale Marktwirtschaft. But then when it comes to then, like, aspects of, like, striking, lowering, like, you know, keeping the retirement age as is, Germany's pretty bad about that. But it's like, even then, you know, yeah, like, like those that like the discussion's not even about anymore like if it's your for like like it's so like to the point that then it's like Macron just is with just bit off far more than he could chew it seems like you know and where like where is this go for then someone like yeah. him what happens to his presidency because he doesn't like does he even have like I mean there's legitimacy of course because he is the president of France but yeah these I I because I've been having to cover these 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 protests collecting footage this and that and that they're not like letting up they're 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 quite relentless it feels like depending on yeah. where you are and it's like all over the country you're seeing you know footage pour in this and that and that you know and I Macron's speech today did not ease any of that at all yeah. you know like what's the next step yeah no I mean that's those are all good 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 questions um I mean, I think, you know, I think from, from there, I think, you know, clearly they, they were, they were just banking on this, on this movement to, to collapse. They, they weren't, they, you know, they, they didn't expect it to go on uh, for, for this long. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a tough question. I, I think, I think he's very disconnected without, without getting into too much, you know, like psychology and speculation. Like I, I think from what people have said about him is that he is extremely, he's extremely disconnected. Um, you know, I was I, I, I was speaking for, for a story with the head of the of the CFDT union, which is the very moderate. It's actually the biggest union confederation in France. Very moderate, not the, not the CGT. The CFDT like prides itself on its ability to negotiate and make compromises with employers and and the state. You know, so you can have a critique of, of whatever their, their vision of, of trade unionism. It's not the sure. CGT, but they, they their whole vision is making deals, and so they. You know, went into it's like the, it's like Verdi in Germany. Sure, yeah, yeah. They 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 went into to yeah. to, to this discussion. Yeah, I I know my German trade unionism less well, so I don't want to I don't want to speculate about about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, just for the just, audience. Just, don't worry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so they they went into this debate, this discussion, thinking, all right, here we're going to have a, a compromise. They always make compromises with the government, and, and and Laurent Berger, the head of the union, you know, has said like they they were just not interested at all. In negotiating, it was it was impossible. They had decided for political reasons that this hike in the retirement age was going to happen from the onset. There was no serious conversation about alternatives to the measure. It was done. They decided on it, and so then the question is: Well, why? You know, if you take that to be at face value, and I think he's a pretty um, you know uh, fair source on this point. He's not someone who wants to go out of his way to provoke the government. Um, you know, if he's making that allegation, the question then is why were they so convinced, you know, why are they so committed to this? 
And I think, you know, part of it is, is the tax cuts that they, that they have, uh, that they've done that, you know, to be fair, aren't only the, the wealth, um, the tax, the, the wealth cut, uh, the wealth tax cut, mm. although that was a very significant one. You got to, you have to, you have to address yeah. that, uh, drop in, in, in state revenue. They have other tax cuts on businesses, uh, you know, they have to address. And so from the Macona standpoint, you know, I think this measure is part of their, you know, it's, it's, I think there's a compelling case to be made that this is part of their, um, you know, it's a measure to help finance the rest of their, call it what you want, like neoliberal uh, agenda, tax cuts. Um, and in fact, in, um, you know, the, the, the document that they sent, their budget document they sent to the European Commission um, about how they plan to address, um, you know, the, the heavy state spending, uh, relatively heavy state spending um, that they send every year to the commission, this document, they talk about how they're going to generate savings from, from, from pension reform. So I think, you know, to, in, in, in short, this measure is essentially, um, again, I think there's a good case to be made for that this measure is a way of uh, financing these tax cuts and essentially financing the agenda. They've already written it into the EU. They, they you know, checked off the box and they thought basically, yeah, the unions will protest and this will go away and, and that'll be it. I don't really know if there is a plan B, honestly, right now. No one I mean, no one knows where, where this particular battle is going ahead. And I think another unfortunate thing that, that we're seeing here is, is and this is maybe where, where the conversation can get, can get interesting in France, is that, you know, it, it's raised awareness of, um, you know, perhaps the need for reform of France, France's political institutions. How is it that someone mm-hmm. uh, who does not have a majority in parliament can ram through such a ridiculously unpopular policy, you know? Before in France, before 2002, this is somewhat of a technical point, but I, I, I think it's a pretty convincing argument. Before 2002, hmm. um, you know, f- uh, the legislative elections were not tied directly to the presidential elections. I mean, there, there was more space in between them. It was, it was they were not timed in the same in the same calendar year. So you had more of a chance to have what's called cohabitation in France, having the president and the prime minister be from a different party. Right now, we're in a situation where. We're basically France is kind of stuck now with this with this parliament that that Macron doesn't want to dissolve and and, and hold new elections for. Um, in the past, you could have had quote unquote you know de facto midterm elections where you, if, if you're upset with the president, you say basically uh, you know fuck you, we're going to have another government that you're going to have to work with and figure it out amongst yourselves. Right now, you know France is stuck with this with this president and this extremely unpopular legislature, and maybe you know this will pave the way for a discussion about how to reform. The institutions, and that's that's a very modest, you know, uh, proposal. And there are obviously other ones like La France Insoumise calling for a sixth republic to just basically get rid yeah. of, you know, this super strong uh, presidential office and, and to have more power in parliament. Um, but I think clearly we have a, we have a, you know, political uh, crisis. I don't want to, you know, maybe regime crisis is going too far, but some people are starting to use those terms, and, and quite serious people too. Not you know, not just. Um, you know, the, the typical <laughs> radical, radical crew. Yeah. yeah. President Biden, uh, my country yearns for liberty. <laughs> <laughs> Liberation. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, no, I mean, the thing that then I, I, I kind of thinking in regards as well to of like, well, what was like, because uh, like Yellow Vest got stomped by COVID. You know, more or less, more or yeah, less. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there was like not entirely, but I mean, like there were like, you know, a lot of a lot of a lot of things that then were happening as well and like you know there was like a more kind of like less yellow vesty general strike that was happening right before covid as well yeah but i mean yeah. like the sense that then like i mean i i think also too that that there is just like the 
I mean, the 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 maybe then I I don't I I don't want to speculate really, but it's just like there also is kind of just too within like the like Macronist mindset as well that then like well the last time we've had big protests they didn't last very long because they also passed legislation that then made gathering outside illegal. Yeah, well, you know, more or less. I mean, like officially or unofficially directed towards <laughs> protests, but then the Smurfs got really mad about that. Yeah, yeah the no, like the, the largest collection of Smurfs in the world, or whatever. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. we forgot about that I, insanity. No, new, new conspiracy, right? Lab leak theory is real, but this time France is going to do it again to make this protest go away. Exactly. Yeah, no, yeah no, there's no. going to be like COVID two is going to happen because yeah. Macron didn't know what to do with this. But I mean, this is really like I mean, this crisis is coming out of. The, I mean, we've mentioned all. The the, all the the you know the 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 wealth that has been created during covid you know by uh you know the richest of the rich inflation is not because you know of some mystical magical powers that no one understands it's because rich people made too much money too quickly and it's pouring over to the economy and it can't catch up you know this is like you know we're 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 living in the situation of 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 that but then also like just i think that there wasn't i mean this is just at least that is that i think they're just assuming that that was what happened last time was going to happen again, yeah. but kind of didn't put into perspective that there's a pandemic that then just like at this, I don't know. Like it is like, I, I, I don't know why I'm trying to make sense of this from the, like the like Macronist <laughs> mindset. It's just well, how, like, how does this, how does this like go? you know, how, like, I just don't understand the fact that then it's like, they're like, if you go and you speak to the heads of the unions, you know, even the most moderate unions of like, oh yeah, yeah, sure. Peace, whatever. Bye. Like, you know, TTYL um, come back, you know, for the next time that we're going to, you know, raise the retirement age or whatever, or whatever psychotic plan they're going to, you know, that's next on Macron's, uh, uh, you know, transformation of France. Like, I just genuinely think they weren't expecting anything of this proportion because yeah okay fine they know that there's gonna be like you know people burning stuff in the street for a few days but it dissipates one thing that strikes strikes out to me about all this and it about they're like not really having a plan according to the the union leader you spoke to the the thing that strikes me is like how early into the presidency this or this term of his presidency i should say has this has happened am i and my guess is the logic there was this has to be as far away from the next presidential election as possible so that it doesn't poison that election. Um, that would be my guess. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe maybe there's a, like, uh, maybe that's a, yeah, I think that there's, it can be a, a case made there. But I think maybe, yeah, to, to, to maybe be a little bit more like, you know, opt- optimistic, um, mm. uh, you know, certainly for perhaps the, 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 the the people who are, will be listening to the show is I think, you know, it's funny when, when I, when I talk to, to some people outside of, of France, typically, typically I want to, I want to say Americans, maybe some, some British people, but mostly Americans. They're like, they're like, Oh, this is, this is, this means that like the far right's going to win. Like, Oh, like, how is this, how is this benefiting Le Pen? Like she's going to, you know, win. Um, and actually like, I understand why that's sort of a default kind of way of approaching and thinking about France is that, okay, you have Macron and you have the far right. Those are the two options. Um, let's not forget sure. that, that Mélenchon was very close to, to making it into the second round against, against Macron mm. um, uh, in the last presidential election. Let's not forget that the NUPES was uh, effectively tied with, with uh, uh, Macron's party in the first round of the legislative elections. Um, if you look at this movement right now, this is not a movement that's being led by, by the far right. I know that's sort of like the kind of de facto yeah. way of reading uh, angry French people burning things. But the, the, the movement here is being led by uh, its 
labor unions. And now we have some, you know, maybe like Hmm. spikier actions that are being led by, but still, you know, left-wing activists, uh, maybe some, some anarchists, Um, but you know, trade unions and the left, those are, those are the two forces that are behind this movement. If you go to the demonstrations, you're not going to see, at least people are not overtly, you know, with like, you know, RN, uh, Rassemblement National, like, you know, paraphernalia, it's just, they're not welcome. They're not there. So this movement is showing trade unionism is very much alive in France and can actually harness anger and opposition to the government. And the left is, um, you know, the main force of, of opposition here. So, um, you know, I, I feel like I always I always try to make this case to, to people who don't, you know, follow France so well. But this is not a country that's just divided between, you know, this sort of like uh, authoritarian leaning, you know, center right uh, establishment versus the, you know, populist far right uh, fascist or whatever. You actually have another option that, that, that's on the table. And, and frankly, these three political camps, I think, are, are more or less you know, make up, you know, are, are, are you know, are, are the same size at, at this point. Um, so the, you know, the, the, the situation is, you know, very, very much up for grabs. And, and I think right now this is benefiting the, the left, you know, and, and the labor movement and what's going to happen then when, you know, one way this ends is, is Macron has to just accept defeat and lose. And if that happens, I mean, yeah. I think the real winners there is not the far right, it's the labor unions and it's the left. Yeah, the 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 only kind of like in terms of parliamentary politics, the only thing that I've seen that really shines to me as like a party fucking up in this moment is Les Republicans, of just like siding with Macron a lot to the point that I I get the impression is like okay, then why am I voting for you if you're just going to do this? Why will I just not? Yeah, vote it's, for it's a real a, a real sign of uh, political courage that they they refused <laughs> this party refused to vote for the pension bill and then. And then refuse to vote for the motion of no confidence. A very clear message that was sent to yeah. the, the voters of of uh, the Republican. Like, Daddy, please, please like me. Don't be, <laughs> don't be mad at me. Um. So, uh, 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 we, I, you have a hard out. So I, you know, we, it's it's eight o'clock. Is it not? Yeah. yeah. Um. I have one question. Uh, is this going to affect the Olympics? <laughs> <laughs> what's going to happen? Yeah, what's going to happen to the Olympics now? Are, like? the, are the helicopter, are the, the, the self, are the flying cars that Macron has promised us, is that going to yeah. still happen? It's a, it's a, it's, it was very funny because I believe the, the first day of protests coincided with the, um, the unveiling of the official countdown yeah. clock in Paris <laughs> of when the Olympics will start. Um, yeah, that bad was, timing. And I'm also, I'm a big fan of the idea that um, whenever a nation holds the Olympics, they put in a bunch of sports that they're good at. So I'm looking forward to like car burning as just like a sport this year in the Olympics. That would be fun. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, the British King was here. Also, was uh, was was visiting today on the on the day of the protest. So I think that I think that went well as well. There was like I think the union like refused to roll up the like carpet. Uh, there was a the whole thing around that. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw oh, that. That sounds great. I'd imagine the amount of smoke inhalation that he's taken in from being in Paris right now is just shaved a good ten years off his life. So thanks for that as an Irish person. Um, anyway. Where can our lovely listeners find you if they want more coal in their lives? I have a, I have a website you can go to with my all my stuff on it, colestangler.com. You can do that. Cool. There will be a link in the description. Thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, guys. Well, what a great interview we just all listened to. We all they all listened to that little tape. That was that was lovely. Thank you. Uh, so the we have 
just a quick announcement. Um, yeah, so we are doing a live show at around at some point between it. Okay, it's still a little bit to be determined. At some point between two and five p.m. on the twenty second of April, we are doing a live show in Selena Hotel Mitte in a fancy little room. I haven't showed Nick the picture of the fancy room. Let's get Nick's live reaction to the picture. There's no fucking way that we're doing a show here. Yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> what are we a startup? Yeah, we're we're doing we're doing we're doing the we're doing a fancy show, fancy chill show. Like, are we gonna like be like, and you're tuning to Corner Spadey? Yeah, we're um, gonna we're gonna no, we're gonna I'm gonna be like three beers deep. <laughs> whoever, wait, so people are coming to the show? Well, yeah, that's why we're announcing. Okay, it. yeah. Um, whoever whoever <laughs> smokes me out at this show, I'll love you because yeah, yeah, yeah. this is not my vibe. <laughs> Please, I don't. I don't really drink anymore, but feel free to feel free to you know, um, uh, you know, chief it up with me. Yeah, absolutely. Come, come for a free show, April twenty second, and uh, what's the address? Selena Hotel Mitte. The address? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Selena Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> like Selena, like Selena Gomez. Or uh, S e l i n a. S e l i n a. Yeah, it's not like Selena Gomez. No, fuck that. No, she spells her name wrong. Selena. <laughs> Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez. All right. Yeah. Anyway, we will see you on the bonus feed. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye.